Hey guys, welcome back to Vertical Momentum. This is going to be an amazing episode. If you want to know the secrets behind branding that they don't want you to know, this young lady is going to tell you them. She's been one of my mentors. Her and her husband have totally turned my business around. I want to say thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Josh. So Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm great. We're together. That was a cool video. I'm pumped by your video. Nice. Yeah, my friend William Matry made it. He's another veteran. He actually made it for me. So I'm grateful for him. Um, what is your, first of all, what is your definition of being resilient? I think resiliency is about trust. It's about really trusting that whatever is happening is happening for us, for our greater purpose and vision and not to us, not playing victim to our situation, but to, you know, really lean into whatever we're feeling, the good, the bad, the great, the everything. And, and really trusting that that's what, where we're supposed to be in the moment, you know, and come back. How fast can we come back from the shit when it does hit the fan? You know, I love that. And one of my friends and mentors, Mr. Ed Milet, always talks about how, you know, things happen to for us, not to us, and that everything is a teachable moment. And I think now, especially during the pandemic, a lot of companies and a lot of people are business owners. They feel down and out. Um, and a lot of them have quit. They, they haven't thought about, well, how do I rebrand my business? How do I start over again? Kind of like... Um, I think, what is it, JCPenney's did a whole rebrand, and now they're starting to kick ass again, you know? Yeah. So tell us a little For bit sure. about, you know, where you come from, where you grew up, and how you became the person that you are today. Sure. And look, Josh is here. Say hi yeah. to Josh. My brother. My husband, your brother, you know, yeah. <laughs> my business partner. Um, yeah, so I... Um, I grew up in California, in Los Angeles, um, and I have always been really the branding lady boss I am today. I've always been very biz biz ambitious and focused on business, just from a family of business owners and, and um, entrepreneurs, and I've always felt that in business, marketing is the best way to really connect to humans. You know, my job as a marketer, as a brander has always been to use creativity, to use human connection to develop a relationship. And so I, I've always felt that way. That's why I've always loved marketing. I first, when I, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin, Madison for my undergrad. So I spent some time in the Midwest uh, my first job was at a marketing agency, and I was doing consumer marketing, working on uh, a lot of Unilever brands, especially Axe. Axe was sort of my my brand for quite a bit of time, and I learned how experiential marketing and social and advertising and different marketing methods can really attract a target audience. I discovered, though, that I, I wanted to be on corporate. I want to be on the corporate side, not on the agency side. That's why I came to Austin in 2014. I got into the 
uh, Macomb School of Business at the University of Texas, Austin. And so the MBA really helped me. And it's I've met so many amazing vets, by the way, has such a deep appreciation through that program because we had a lot, many veterans um, of really seeing their journey. Um, just a, I learned a lot um, about really how, how to be a business leader shifted into corporate. And I was working at Microsoft, if you know that company, it's kind of a big one. I've heard, I've, I've, I've heard it. I've heard of it. I you've think. heard of that one. And I was working on the Microsoft Partner Network. So very B2B, um, a little less sexy, right, than working on acts and working with cool talent. Um, and I learned so much about corporate branding and how, how to work within a company of 100,000 plus people and customers of the, you know, nearly a billion, right? just such, such extended reach. Um, and so that was really incredible from that opportunity. I started to work at Gartner. And so I shifted, I, my branding became a focus on a specific brand called software advice at Gartner. And I think just in that journey, Richard, of, um, learning different parts of marketing, working inside an agency, working at corporate. Um, I really discovered that I always felt this sort of entrepreneurial spirit, in my veins, Josh and I got married in 2018. We met right before. Yeah, I know. I forgot. I forgot him. I was going like the career journey, but I'm bringing you in now, honey. Um, I, I when I met Josh, I mean, Josh is a 20 plus year entrepreneur. You know, he's like the ultimate entrepreneur, and um, in particular, when the pandemic hit. I was feeling it before the pandemic, um, but when that happened, remote working, seeing what Josh was creating, what, you know, with standout authority, exactly, Hookum, um, Josh and I had been, it was sort of being his branding lady boss and, and working with him um, as his wife and, and just my expertise, decided to, you know, I wanted to pursue this with him 100%, and, and I left corporate in 2021, June 2021. So now Josh and I um, own Out Authority together. I lead um, our, I'm the CMO. I lead all of our marketing and content, working with our clients. And really our big shift with Out Authority and what I've done in the past, in the past I focus on business branding, right? What do we build with software advice? What is it with the Microsoft Partner Network? Now I focus on Richard. What is Richard's value proposition? What is his product or service, his why, his personal brand? How do we bring that story to life and then create opportunities through it um, through LinkedIn? And I absolutely love that, that Josh and I focus on personal branding because it's really what I felt like I missed inside of a bigger corporate marketing. You kind of get a little disconnected from the real human side of it. Um, and I'm, so that's where I'm at right now, uh, focusing on that. Um, and it's been a blast. Now, you know, since I started my podcast, I think it's been three years now. And, we, you know, we've had over 500 interviews with seven, eight, nine figure earners. And a lot of them, you know, talk to me and they say, you know, since this whole new phone thing came about um, and social media, the 
a lot of times the platform's been leveled. And a lot of times people, small people like my podcast, I can reach people that sometimes a lot of big businesses can't. So talk to us about um, branding yourself because I'm, I'm a big brand guy. Um, I'm a big sports guy. And I always say if Michael Jordan came into the up, up to the podium wearing Adidas jumpsuit and Adidas sweat, sweat, you know, sweat outfit, people would lose their mind because he is Air Jordan. But so a lot of people are, don't really think about that they are their brand. And so sometimes it's too late and then you're out of business. So please talk about the new, the new business owners and brand and the secrets of branding that a lot of people don't want you to know about. I mean, you are your brand. There's, there's so much to say around this. I think a few things, just like if we take like a sort of macro perspective of what's been happening, right. Um, With COVID and which is so many changes in the workforce. um, There's a new empowerment happening with working professionals right? That's what this whole great resignation, great reevaluation, great reimagination, great reshuffle, like you could go re, re, re all day. That was ignited by, by COVID inside of our soul, right? We as, as human beings want to feel purposeful. We want to feel a connection in the work that we do. We want to love what we do. We might not like every part of our day-to-day, but we want to love and believe in what we do. And then COVID happened and we started to work at home. We started to realize I don't have to schlep into the office. I can actually work wherever I want. I could side hustle while I work. Like there's actually an opportunity for me to create what I want out of my life. And what that has created is is an empowerment for us as individuals, us as employees, us as business owners, us as entrepreneurs. And, and businesses are now saying, shit, like we can't, it's not just about us, the big company. We have to put our people at the heart of what we do, their well-being, their mental state, their personal brand, because we want them to want to work here. It's not enough to just pay people a good salary, right? And if you're not going to forget, if you don't even pay a good salary and you're not delivering on an emotional connection and some purpose and mission, people are leaving. That's what's happening, right? And so this has been such a great time period for people like myself and staying at authority because the power is in the people now. Ish, right? Ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and of course, Certain people have more power than other, and we won't get into like all of that sort of equity conversation. But what we are getting into is just really people feeling more ownership in their voice. They're saying, I want to be heard, not just seen. Don't see me, hear me. And so when, when you think about branding, it's a really big shift at a personal level and at a business level. If you look at the research, what LinkedIn marketing is saying, it's like, stop focusing on demand gen. It's all about brand building. Recession might be happening. People are going to start focusing on get the money and get the money and get the money in. 
what that is is a short-term play to make money transactional doesn't build brand advocacy we need to be building brand advocates all the time and a brand advocacy strategy where you're actually trying to create this a connection is harder work it takes investment Mm -hmm. right and it takes a focus not just on yourself but on who you serve and so people that can really understand branding are people that can understand first who am i why do i do what i do what is my story and then what is what is the way in which i'm going to serve and leave this place and so i think that is really where the big opportunity is both at a business level as they as people think about the leadership and the executives and the people there and then people like ourselves that are small business owners content creators we you have a a very distinct mission Mm -hmm. you know you have you have a story to tell you have a mission and it's now more important than ever for you just to do that right and to empower others to to really share their voice as well so there's just a it's an exciting time it's a time where i think people really have a lot of opportunity to to be their true authentic selves you know, but I also hear a lot of people when I talk about branding outside of entrepreneurs and they're like, well, I don't need a personal brand, but I'm finding the more CEOs, CMOs I talk to when uh, uh, somebody wants to get hired, usually the first thing they're going to do a lot of times is Google you. They're going to fo- look at you and see what's going on on your social medias. So really, yep. everybody is a personal brand. You just don't know it yet. That's 100% correct. I'm glad that you said that. It's For somebody to say, I don't need a personal brand, it, they don't understand what it is. They're not realizing that a personal brand isn't just your LinkedIn profile. Sure, like social channels and all that are part of how we express our personal brand. But a personal brand to me is the impressions, the perceptions, it's how people perceive us, how others see us, and how we see ourselves. That to, that's the definition of a personal brand. So it's just as much of an inside job, a discovery, as much as how you're putting yourself out there to the world. So every single person has a personal brand, period. The question is, are you going to control the narrative control the way in which people perceive you and what you create. And if you don't, don't be surprised when it's time to get that client or it's time for you to create some relationship or you want to get a job or whatever the case is, you're not getting what you don't want. You're not getting what you want because you haven't been thinking about your personal brand at all, even though you've been creating it. Makes a lot of sense. Now for the first two years I had my show, I had pretty much, I think I only had 7,000 downloads, but since having your husband on, since having um, John Lee Dumas on and him taking me on and him, you guys, and you guys, all three of you um, being mentors to me, uh, one thing that you guys taught me is one of the most important things was finding out who I'm serving. You know, sometimes, you know, like John says, John Lee says, sometimes you got to go and an inch wide, but you got to go a mile deep 
And like you were, you and your husband always talk about is finding your why. And I think a lot of people, they don't start with their why. And I think that's why they quit when times get tough. Right. hundred percent. I mean, there's a lot of reason people quit, but I think this, you know, when we do workshops and when we teach people personal branding, there are four key elements of it, Richard. And um, one of those elements and arguably one of the most important is passion. To develop a personal brand that stands out and a story that people want to hear and something that feels authentic, there must be passion. And that passion is so much around that purpose, that why, what is giving you energy and excitement. And if that isn't part of what we do every day in our career, with our children, with our communities, then yeah, it, it's going to get old really quickly. Okay. So before I, I, I move on, cause I want to, I want to get into your, Rick talk instead of Ted talk. It'll be a Rick talk. Um, I want to thank our sponsors guys. As you guys know, I loved iced coffee, but I hated the taste of a lot of coffees. So I came out with my own. It's called vertical momentum coffee. Um, it's twice the energy, um, t- twice the taste, but the best thing it, it actually, for, I make $0 on every bag I sell on purpose. 100% of the proceeds go to help veterans struggling with PTSD and also helping with veteran homelessness. So if you love coffee, if you love the mission, check uh, Vertical Momentum Coffee. And also we started a new company. Uh, you're, I'm gonna be, you're gonna be the first ones to hear it. We started a company called Savage Shakers. So we make shakers like this and 10% of everything we make, again, goes back to help veterans struggling with homelessness and PTSD. So thank you guys for sponsoring the show today. Now, Rachel, like I asked you before we got on, I said, if I can give you 18 minutes to have your TED Talk, what would it be? I want you to talk about what's most passionate on your heart. What makes you get up in the morning? Every person, my vision is for every person to love themselves, to understand and value their voice, and to feel confident enough to share it so that they can change the world. So now, like I said, before we got on, um, my, my perfect avatar is a, is a male veteran, either just getting out or retiring and about to start a business. And a lot of times they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know, might not even know what a brand is because in the military, everything is the same. Everything is uniform. And it's hard to forget guys like me. And, you know, it was it put 23 years in the military to start thinking, OK, you got to be different. So how do you go about that as a new business owner? How do you find your brand? Yeah, so well, first of all, um, for those that have served, you inherently are differentiated. That is your differentiation. You already have a unique differentiator and story that many of us cannot tell. So that that let's just put that out there, right? So like, already have something really juicy in my experience working with vets is that many and not just vets we don't value the things that we do our skills we don't understand 
the skills that we have and value it. Therefore, we don't really know what, what our personal brand is. We just think, oh my God, like some of the vets that I know are so incredibly, um, have such incredible skills in data analysis, um, operational, all things operations, process improvement, um, huge, like some of the best of the best, right, that I've ever seen in, in those areas. So when I ask them, what are you good at? What are your skills? They'll never list those things. They don't realize that those are their superpowers. So when we're defining our brand, I've sort of alluded to the four different pieces of it, but let's, let's, let's define it really quickly. So if you are wondering, how do I define my brand? Start with these four steps. So one, what I was just talking about is your skills mapping out what are your superpowers. And Josh and I were just doing a workshop actually in Florida. And I think he, he pulled, um, when people were, sometimes people struggle with figuring out well, what am I really good at? Cause they, again, have this imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. They don't value who they are. All of us have it. Josh said, well, what are, if you could tell a story of something you did really well, that that's your skill. If it's a skill, you could tell a story about it. You have an example in your job. You have an example in your life. So for me, communicating is a, a superpower for me. Not everybody can do public speaking like I can. Not everybody can write the way that I can. Copywriting, blogging, um, creating presentations. That is a superpower and therefore it is one of my skills. So skills and these are so, this is so important to personal branding because when we build brands at Stand Up Authority, we build ones that are trustworthy and credible. I don't, I don't, the only way for it to be trustworthy and credible means that there's validated experience of you doing something. It's not just that you say you're good at something, there's evidence, right? So what are your skills? Who is your audience? So who can relate to your background and experience? So yes, Vets can relate to other vets. You might also be able to relate to some other kind of uh, minority group or some, I don't know, you could tell me if there was any sort of group that could relate to it. Only yeah. you're going to know who can relate to your story, your experience. You're a podcaster. Yeah. So you inherently are going to get along with people that do podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so... Audience, third, what's our differentiation? And so what can we say with credibility that nobody else can say? Or that nobody like Rachel B. Lee can say? So the fact that I have an MBA, the fact that I'm a stepmother, the fact that I've done both B2B kind of work, tech work, and B2C. All of these pieces make me different. Um, and then lastly is our passion, which we just talked about. What are the things that give us energy and excitement? So as you start to think about those four things, they will help you develop your personal brand statement, which should be a line, maybe two, maybe three max of who you are, why you do what you do, and who do you serve. You know, and I, I love that. And, you know, I was just thinking because – about two years ago, I lost 80% of my vision and wow. uh, it's starting to come back a little bit at a time, but I've become a much better listener. And I think now my superpowers are empathy and actually being able to 
listen when a pe- person's talking and, and do active listening. And I, you know, I realized that when I started my podcast, there's only one Gary V. You know, there's only one Ed Milet. You know, there's only, you know, there's only one of certain people, but so many people, they start trying to be the next Gary V and people can read right through it. You know, they're like, you're not Gary V. No matter how many times you say the F word, you're not Gary V. So, but I also find that a lot of people that um, start businesses, like I, I learned from Mr. Russell Brunson, you know, sometimes you have to pick out the top 100 and find out what they're doing to be successful and try to model, not copy. You know what I mean? Sure. So, absolutely. So talk a little bit about that, you know, just getting into a new business, you know, you're not going to be able to beat, say, Black Rifle Coffee on price, but you can probably beat them on the person that you are, the audience that you serve. So talk to us a little bit about stuff like that. So I think what you're getting to is differentiation. Yeah. Is that where you're, how do we sort of stand out uniquely? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that ultimately comes down to those four steps that I just went through and you figuring out what is your unique story. So what you just told me is that I I just, I'm sure you have a very expansive story beyond the fact that you've lost 80% of your vision. That's probably just a piece of, of who you are today, but wow, like that already drew me in. Cause right now you're, you might not be seeing everything that I get to see or your listeners and the people watching us. Right. And so when we talk about how do we differentiate ourselves, how do we stand out with our LinkedIn posts? How do we, when we go to a speak on a stage, how are they going to listen to my presentation? Not somebody else. Right. It's all about storytelling. It's all about building an emotional connection with somebody. So, there's one way to say, I'm an active, I'm really good at listening. But you said, I lost 80% of my vision. You probably can go, I don't know how that happened. There's probably a whole reason behind that you could storytell mm-hmm. the day that you found that out, how it feels when you're interviewing people to then say you're really good at listening. And so, you know, Branding is ultimately how people experience you. How do they experience your brand? How do they build a connection, an emotional connection, so that they choose you over the hundred other people that look alike? And let's be honest, there's so many people doing the same thing. Like That's just it. And that's okay. Because we each resonate with a different kind of person. There's plenty to go around, mm-hmm. yeah. plenty, but it does come down to how we storytell in particular when we're talking about personal branding, because that's, what's going to make you different. Now, now for me, like anybody the time they mention your name and Josh's name, I always say you're the king and the queen of LinkedIn because you guys rock it. <laughs> but I'm noticing now, as I've talked to a lot of friends and a lot of business, I say, you know, you've got to get on LinkedIn. you got to really, you know, even Harry Vaynerchuk, I asked him, I said, what are the top two 
channels for 2022. He said, Easy, LinkedIn, and TikTok. He said, those are the top two for the rest of the year. But a lot of yeah. uh, business owners, they don't really take it seriously, or they might just have a little presence on it. When I'm realizing that most of my work is being done on um, on LinkedIn. So please talk about the importance of LinkedIn. And I'm not getting paid for this, guys, but I just love LinkedIn that much. That's how I met most of my mentors, like Joshua, like Rachel. So I, I'm a LinkedIn lover. Yeah. And I mean, like, here's just the reality, right? When it comes to building connections on anything that's social media, like with professionals, with people that have businesses, with people that are decision makers, that's on LinkedIn. There's 800 million plus people on the platform and growing fast. The goal, I think their goal is to get to 2 billion. Okay. And did you know who owns LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Who owns LinkedIn? Microsoft. Yep. Right? Yep. So many people don't realize that. When I started at Microsoft, uh, the acquisition was just coming coming fully in. in two, so I, I started in 2016, early 2017, the acquisition was finalized. I was, I knew, I was like, this is so huge to have Microsoft, which empowers every person, every organization on the planet to achieve more with a company like LinkedIn, that's goal is to empower every member of the workforce, to empower the entire global workforce to achieve more. And so you know, I, I think that when it comes to really a professional audience and opportunity, the only place to create that is on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, I, there's just a lack of understanding, Richard. Like, I, there's just a really a lack of understanding of all the capabilities of what LinkedIn offers it's it's not just a social media platform like there's a sales navigator it's a really important sales tool recruiter right for all the job seeking and recruiting linkedin marketing so advertising is the fastest growing business segment for linkedin the marketing so for advertising if you want to do that on mark on linkedin plus there's linkedin learning yeah Right for education because LinkedIn has does has taken a stance as well as Microsoft that the new workforce is not necessarily people that are going to go get a four year degree. They're going to be people that are specialized and can learn on places like LinkedIn Learning and through other kind of vocational training. You know all that to be said. I just think there's a lot lot to to offer, um, but people keep thinking that LinkedIn is a place that you put your resume. Yeah. You know, and like, I, I love LinkedIn learning. Um, I started taking a bunch of, and they got hundreds, if not thousands of free courses. And yeah. they'll automatically, once you finish the course, they automatically put it into your profile. So it keeps on yeah. pushing you up. And a lot of people don't realize it's free. <laughs> I love yeah. free. Free is for me. And, if you know, but a lot of people don't realize how important LinkedIn or they do LinkedIn the wrong way. They'll yeah. spam, say, hey, Rachel, how are you doing? And after you send a re connection request and send you a five-page dissertation 
about, about what they do instead of saying, Rachel, how are you doing? I seen your post. I know. Amazing post. You and your husband are awesome. I never see posts like that. It, it's always, you know, somebody trying to spam the crap out of you and it kind of gets aggravating. Yeah. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, because of a lot of bad actors over the last several years, um, that, you know, that's what that the sort of perception is. Um, but LinkedIn is becoming more of a creator platform, right? The creator program, Josh and I are part of that. Um, yeah. And this sort of comment from CSD Hardscapes, this is what everybody says. I know I need to be on there more. But then it's the it's the why it's the action, you know, but if I said to you that you could get two or three X your vis visibility onto your company, would you be there? If I told you that your clients were on there and you could probably close deals of 5, 10, 20, 30, whatever K for a client, would you be there? If you knew that you could get found for a job, would you be on there? Right. Um, if you wanted to get speaking opportunities and be on podcasts, if you knew that that could happen, would you go be more active on there? So to me, this is a, a misunderstanding of goal alignment of why people seem to think that LinkedIn is a place for resumes instead of creating business. And, and you know what, Rich? This is an organic marketing platform. At the end of the day, this is a member first platform. Yes, there's advertising, but it's all about building human connections, not about spamming people. So Josh and I are super strong on that piece. We are not spamming people. We're developing relationships. We're not a lead gen company. There's plenty of those out there that are ready to spam you. That's not us. We are trying to humanize the way in which we market online because we're tired of that shit. And we think that the best place to do that, to actually create business opportunities, not some crap, is on LinkedIn. Yep. And, and ever since, you know, talking to you guys and learning, because I'm the creeper. I'm the guy that I'm going to watch every post that you do. I'm going to read all the way to the end. And I realize how important writing articles are on LinkedIn, how they want to push your stuff out. You know, they want to, you know, they want you to create a poll. And like, if you put out a, a poll, a lot of times it'll get like a thousand eyeballs in like an hour. But if you don't well, know. Polls have gotten a little. They're a little gone down a little bit in the algorithm. They were yeah. popping for a bit, but yeah. But, yeah but, I mean. but you know, like if I do a poll and it's business related and they, yeah. they find it that it's, it's, you know, it's factual and it's business related, they want to push yeah. your content out, right? Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of initiatives, right? So the LinkedIn creator program was started about a year ago. And all of that is to create more creators on the platform. So there's um, investments going out towards creators. There's creator mode on our profiles. There's, if you can see if your profile's on creator mode, right, it moves the connection button to a follow button so that people have to be more strategic in connecting because we only have 30,000 connections and people were tired of getting spammed. So now you can just have people follow you. All of those efforts, right? Are to help. And yes, the, the reason, so their article, um, that's great that you're writing articles. There's also newsletters, right? Newsletters are a fun opportunity. And what happens with, you know, a newsletter is similar to an article. A newsletter, though, has subscribers. And for your subscribers, they get an email when that newsletter comes out. And that email breaks 
through. That means people, you have a thousand subscribers, all 1000 of them are going to get an email that they're definitely going to get because LinkedIn very rarely goes to junk mail. Um, and, and that's really great. What, again, all of this on the organic marketing side, and not to mention the, the big SEO value, every, your profile is optimized on Google. Your posts are now optimized on Google. Your articles are optimized on Google. So what that means is, is that when you go to the SERP, you, what you put on LinkedIn will show up on that first page of results um, on LinkedIn, uh, on, on the Google. So if you go type your name, Richard Kaufman on Google, what is the first thing that shows up? Yep. It's, more, it's normally, uh, this stuff. Right Most here. likely it's your LinkedIn profile. Yep. Usually higher than your own website. Yep. A lot of times. Yep. But a lot yeah, of, a lot, you know, LinkedIn, a lot of times, so powerful. you know, like, like I've learned from, I'm sorry, I keep talking about you and your husband, but you, you guys are like, uh, the wonder twins uh, of uh, LinkedIn and I, I'm always learning from you guys, but a lot of people they'll put up, you know, they'll just willy nilly start a page, but they don't really think about their picture. They're not thinking about the about you. Cause if, before I talk to anybody, I go straight to the about you. And a lot of people, they don't optimize their about you. And it's like, okay, I don't know who you are. So I'm not going to accept your connection request. If, if you're not even putting out who you are, I don't know who you are. So who cares who yeah. you are, right? So talk about yeah. optimization. I, we don't even have a long enough session. You know, this is, Richard, We this is the kind of virtual group coaching and live training that we do inside of our community, our standout authority community. And for, you know, our, for, for those, um, there's, there's so many ways to optimize, I think the first place to always start on LinkedIn is the profile always. So, you know, looking at your cover image and your profile picture itself, um, you know, making sure that professional headshot, I, I prefer things on a white background, facing forward, nice and up close. Um, that it's a headshot, nothing, nothing more than that. Um, your cover image, you know, a, a place to, deeper explain your why your value proposition we use them as a piece of ad space we're constantly changing up our banners uh, if we have events you have your headline your headline is probably the most important piece of your profile um and then you know yes you have your about section which would be in the first first person you have 2600 characters we use them all not to tell me what you do but to explain why you do what you do and more about your background, your story, you know, um, and then you have your experience. I mean, every single piece of it is is important. You have your skills and recommendations. So important to get recommendations from people because um, they stand the test of time. They can be put anywhere. They're they're validated. So all these pieces are just so important. Um, and the reason why is because when they're optimized, it helps you show up in search appearances. All right. So now talk to us a little bit about standout authority. Talk to us about what you and you and Josh got going on and talk to us about, I mean, you got a beautiful family. You guys are so blessed. So talk to us about what you guys got going on now. <laughs> well, um, on the personal side or the professional side, all of it, right? It's all, connected, all of I guess. It. 
I'm all about family. I'm, everybody knows I love my bride. I love my kids. And when I see a family like your guys doing the same things, I'm just humbled and grateful to even call you guys friends. Yeah, well, we you're part of our family. And our family is Josh and I were, you know, the Belees. And um, to, to really go scale and grow and, and help more people and back to that being in service, back to my mission, back to Josh's mission, we've been focusing on growing our community. Um, and, and that is a Web3 based community. Now, can you explain so we, that for low tech rednecks? Sure. <laughs> so, um, really web three is just the evolution, you know, of, of, of web two. Um, and, and we're really, it's gonna be a long time before it's like a fully web three world, um, uh, by any means. Um, but web three is a lot about decentralization, meaning there's not just one big company owning all of the data, mm-hmm. owning everything. And it's built on the blockchain. Okay which is, you know, a ledger, open Mm -hmm. ledger for everybody to see experience. Um, And so it it calls for more transparency and accountability. Um, But we decided that we would, because we could have built our community in a lot of different ways. It's a discord community. Um, We, our community is our family. So we have our family chat, our family and then part of it, we have virtual group coaching. We meet once a month and provide group coaching. And we also have live training once a month. And to be a part of that, you, um, we could have used, we, and we still do take US dollars or whatnot if people don't want to use crypto. But our hope is that people will purchase standout authority coin. And so that is on Solana. So it's Solana backed. It's on a, a particular exchange. And this allows for really a mutual ownership in the community, Richard, um, because your, it's your coin. You purchasing coin will get you access to more opportunities with us, more training, more guidance. Um, but um, somebody just switched. Yeah. Um, but but the hope really is that this mutual ownership because as the coin does more and grows your value, you get that. It's your, it's yours. It's your money. It's your value. So it's really cool to be able to have sort of a, everybody has skin in the game okay. um, in, in the way in which we've built this. And if people are interested, we, we, um, we always send our first coin. They just go to standoutauthority.com slash community of our information every person is part of our family we want as many people to be a part of that that's the way josh and i can take all of the intricacies and knowledge that we have around marketing and branding and and linkedin and business and everything um and and bring it to more people so so that's that's really been our big kind of launch and focus the last few months along with you know our agency so we so we do the personal branding and content and LinkedIn strategy for some, some amazing people. All right. So Mark had a question. Now Mark is, um, is one of my best friends. He's got an amazing company. They actually do hardscaping. He'll, have, he'll actually fly out and do your whole backyard for you. So he's pretty friggin' amazing, but he has a question. How do you go LinkedIn live? What, what are some, what do you need to go live on LinkedIn? 
So, um, well, we're doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so first of all, once you switch your profile on creator mode, it, you'll see, it should say that you have access. It will tell you if you have access to LinkedIn live, which you should access to newsletters. Um, and then most people are starting to get access to audio, meaning you can run an audio room. So it will sort of say that in that when you click it on, um, to do LinkedIn lives, you need a third party streaming tool like restream or Streamyard. Um, and I, I don't create events for live experiences. Many do. I don't because we already have enough events. Mm -hmm between audio rooms and I don't, um, I don't think it helps drive for me personally, but you can create an event, an actual event. So people come RSVP and join the LinkedIn live, but you don't have to do that. I don't. Um, and it's a really cool feature. It's a great way, right. To have a live conversation. Yeah. It's great for the algorithm. It's great for people to see your video. It's great after content to be used yeah. in podcasts wherever. So um, you know, I always say, don't just do link, don't do anything just because you think you should do it, yeah. do it because it's something that drives energy for you. Content creation is, is a journey. It is hard to create content every day. You want to know what you want to talk about and you want to do something that is helping drive your energy. So some people are great on video. Some people hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are really great at writing. So I'm like, go write newsletters, articles, like don't, then don't get on video immediately. Right. Warm yourself up. Of course, video is very effective, but I think it's so important that people create in the, in what makes them feel very creative. Mm -hmm. You know, and one thing I you, I just want to go back for last, for last second. Um, you were talking about how to, to build an email list. And one thing I've learned from uh, Mr. Brunson from his books, three books, a trilogy that you have to build up that email list because that's something you'll own forever. Whether Facebook shuts down, LinkedIn shuts down. Talk about a little bit the last couple of minutes, how important it is to build your own email list. So they're there. They're yours forever. Yeah, I mean. Email is still very important, um, even, you know, in what we're building with the, the, our community in Web3. We want everybody's email addresses. So I still, even if I have their, you know, wallet, their crypto wallet, I to communicate with them, email is still a primary way in which we do that. Um, and even on Discord, wherever you build a community, uh there has to be a way to communicate via email usually to remind people it's just it's just the way things are for now and for the foreseeable future and what and it's a unique identifier yeah it's a unique identifier for a human and that's so important um and i don't see that going away i really don't even as more web3 technology comes in as brands start to shift still very important because it's a unique identifier and um we know that there's so many different platforms and tools yeah. <laughs> that even if facebook is reminding them and linkedin like there's still so there's so much noise rich 
that um, that's why we love LinkedIn events because we do them from the standout authority page. Every person that registers, we get their email address. That's all organic. Um, I get so, all emails, so and I I open yeah. your emails, so I love. I your- appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and and listen, email marketing is its own beast. Like, it's its own beast. But like, even if you don't know what to do with them, get them. Yep, and like you know, a lot of people say email marketing don't work, and I call BS because this morning my wife seen an email from um, Taco Bell. And we're like, we went to go go to the dentist. And my wife's like, honey, we're going to stop for Taco Bell. Just because she saw that email, it's stuck in her brain. And it actually worked. So I think email marketing, it may not be as strong as it once was, but it's still a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I think about this um, just in general with marketing and the world in which we live with technology. And um, it, it, it takes... It takes at least five, 10, 50, upwards of 15 interactions, especially if it's a newly acquired, um, a newly acquired, somebody you're trying to acquire or you just acquired them. It's going to take at least 10 interactions for them to start remembering you and start caring about that email, right? So just think about that. That's, that's one interaction seeing me today on this two interactions going to follow me tomorrow they see my post and they like it three interactions right they come they're like oh what is this discord thing four interactions but right come into my town halls come to my linkedin live on friday six i'm already and i and i don't i haven't made any money there's no monetization of that yet Right. And that's just for somebody to get acquainted with Rachel V. Lee that they want to open up the email, yeah. right. To continue to engage. So we, we just have a lot of work to do in this digital world that we live in to keep attention. And so, yeah, we have to keep on sort of like, Hey, 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 like, you know what I mean? Or else people will forget you. They'll just completely forget you. Um, and so that that's why email is a piece of it. It's not it's not enough unless somebody already is your advocate, right? It's like it's like people I love their books, right? Or I love their music. I'm definitely opening those emails because I'm so I want to know. Yeah. I'm an advocate. Yeah. But to to get somebody to be an advocate takes a lot of interactions. It takes it takes time and attention, which is kind of like. The, the ultimate wraparound for this conversation as we come to an end, right? Yeah. That's why building the personal brand or brand building is so important because it takes so many interactions for people to remember us and to remember us for in a way that they want to stick around. Yeah. And continue but, to be around. And, but, you know, one thing I also, I love about you and your husband is you guys build relationships. And for me, I, I believe in building generational relationships. But now going back to branding, you know, I, I always, whenever I think of Coca-Cola, I always think of those little, uh, the little bears for Christmas. And it kind of touches me inside. Because like I, I was told, you know, when you're speaking on stage, that a lot of people never remember your name, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. So for the last minute or two, just talk about, you know, besides having a brand, 
you have to build relationships around that brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of just said it, right? Uh, At the end of the day, the brand is how you're going to come off, right? It's it's all the different pieces of your message coming to life. But to really draw an opportunity or create a conversion, it's about that relationship. That longevity of any sort of opportunity happens through building the relationship. And that happens through saying thank you, appreciating people, right? Going and actually connecting with people. It's amazing how often we'll go speak somewhere or be on an, on a live or whatever. How many people will not send a personalized invite and say hello and thank you. So it's just practice, you know, it's a practice to know that when we build relationships, we build opportunities, always be networking, always be connecting. I love it. So I told you we were going to riff on the hubby. So talk to us about your hubby and brag on him a little bit because I love him. I think he's an amazing individual. Um, I consider him a mentor and a friend. So brag on him real quick. (laughs) The dopamine dealer of LinkedIn. (laughs) There you go. Um, You know, he's my husband. He's my business partner. So Joshua B. Lee. Um, he is a father, you know, father of Jaden, uh, who's 13 as of last week and Skylar, who is 10. And, um, he's really just a beautiful soul. I hope. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Heartscapes. <laughs> he's just a beautiful soul that I hope everyone um, knows and follows. And he has a ton of knowledge to give on online marketing and entrepreneurship and together we just kind of this is you know this picture here is the masculine and the feminine it's sort of like the the coming of both of them and that that's ultimately josh and me right of both of our spirits and the way in which we sort of combine um our love for people our love for family our love for relationships i love it so how do we find you how do we support your mission and how can we get involved you can find me on LinkedIn, the Rachel B. Lee, Instagram, the Rachel B. Lee, Clubhouse, Facebook, all of it. Of course, LinkedIn is my uh, power platform. Um, but we, we really want more people in our community. So going to you can go to standoutauthority.com, go in our community and uh, check out our information. And please, the Discord is free. Thank you. Thank you for following. Um, Discord is free. You can also get your first coin um, when you when you sign up there. And we just we're really we want more people to be a part of this movement to compute completely revolutionize the way in which we communicate online. And we're bringing we're bringing human to human connections back into the forefront of everything we do online. So that is the best way to stay in touch and to support me. I love it. And I want to thank you and thank your husband. You guys have been a huge mentor to me because I think when I first started with you, following you guys, I had about 5,000 connections. I think I'm up to 25,000. 
Um, and it's Dang. all because, it's all because of you guys and building, you know, building real relationships. So I want to say thank you. I want to thank our sponsors, Vertical Momentum Coffee, Savage Shakers, and also Maxwell Soaps. Thank you for everything you do. And make sure you follow them on LinkedIn. Even if you just creep their pages every day, they're putting out valuable content. You're going to learn and just make sure you join Standout Authority is truly amazing. And check out their Discord. I got to go follow that now when I when I log off. So, Rachel, I just want to say thank you. And yeah. thank you for uh, as many times as I had to switch on, switch off with stuff going on with the family. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for all that you're doing as well. I love you. All right, guys. Remember, today I decide are the three most important words in the English language. You don't have to be the same person when you go to bed tonight as the same person that wake up. So if you want to change, just decide. And like Oprah Winfrey says, guys, if you want to help yourself, help somebody else. Love you guys. Remember, vertical momentum. The only way to go is but up. I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, Rach. Hey, guys. If you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee. And, and it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives.